0: Hello everyone, it's time for another edition of Adventures in Careerland! Hello, I am your host Adriano Magnifico. I'm the career lead at the Real Arts and Technology Center. This is a very special place with 13 applied technical and apprenticeship programs that students can take from high school. They can take them in post-secondary. They can take them if they come from another part of the world we have a great cadre of international students. It's a great place where you can check up on your skill set, find some skills you didn't know you had, or even find an opportunity for work down the road that really relates to your best self. We always talk about K-12 on this podcast as an important part of your life, as a really key part that helps you, to learn, helps you to learn about reading, writing, socializing. This is an extra piece. If all schools could add this piece to their programming, I think every student would be better off. But students at this moment choose the Arts and Technology Center from Lutareal programs and from high schools across Manitoba. And that is their great opportunity to build their skills and we've got some great programs here anything from you want to get into business you join an applied business management program where you're taking a university course or you want to do some baking pastry arts broadcast media building trades culinary childhood educator electrical trades aesthetics hairstyling information systems do media plumbing opportunities abound in this center and i'm very very fortunate to work with the broadcast media program in fact we have a podcast center here that's housed in the in the vicinity of the broadcast media studio and this center is helped and built by a number of partners i'm always grateful to rbc who helped to build some of this and a number of partners who have contributed to who comes onto the show who helps us think about topics and who connect to us in many ways Hey, and we have many different guests. We call this Adventures in Line" because every story we have is an adventure. It's about that path about what choice did you make? What call did you make? What challenge did you have? How did you overcome them? And our guests never fail us because that's the story of life. We always overcome, we try to figure out things, we try to seek our best selves. And it takes thinking, it takes planning, it, it, it takes a little struggle and pain. We love the pain. We love the pain. And I'm blessed and happy to have two students from the Broadcast Media Program as co-hosts. Caitlin Middlestad, how are you this morning? I'm
1: good. How are you?
0: I'm fantastic. I saw you doing a test this morning.
1: Oh, How yeah. did that go? It went okay.
0: It went okay. <laughs> yeah. Did you do very well? I did okay. Okay. I That's a... Decent. Okay. That's, okay. I'm, I'm worried about what has just happened in your test. How... Now... <laughs> What have you been doing in the program? Are you getting stronger and faster and better? What are you thinking?
1: Yeah, well, we're currently working on After Effects, which is... Adobe After Effects. Yes, yes. Um, Which is okay. I've definitely seen myself getting better at it over the week, but...
0: Do you think it's a useful program?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so.
0: For what? What do you think... This is where I try to get you thinking down the road, right? And when you leave this place, what are you going to do with Adobe After Effects?
1: Well... After this, I definitely want to be more in like video editing, video editing and stuff. So, I think learning how to use that will really help me out because before I would have had no idea. So, I think, and I wouldn't have been able to learn it myself, like out of the class. I feel so. Since I got that opportunity, I think that'll help me out a
0: lot. That's brilliant, Caitlin. And I love what you said. I had no idea, and now Mm -hmm. you have one. I think that's a really important statement you made. I'm also with Caden. Siddler. Yeah. we got the name right. Yes, you All did. All right. So what did your parents tell you your name was this week? Was it Siddler, Sadler, Siddler, this week. Siddler, Siddler? Yeah, we're going, to, we're going with Siddler. Siddler today. Yeah. How are you? So how did you do I on agree. the test this morning? Uh, I think I did. Because you're proud. the first guy out. I'm saying this because he was the first guy out. <laughs> yeah. And when I was writing tests back in the 30s, the first guy out pretty much wasn't going to be doing very well on that test. Or he was going to get 100%. I think I would Which go one for, were you?
2: I don't know if it was the first one done, but I, I got a, a 990. So I think I, mean, I made you, you proud. Know. Caitlin, yeah. do you have a mark?
1: Yeah. What did you get? I passed.
0: Okay. <laughs> Caitlin, congratulations on Yay. joining high school. You only need 50%, don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay in high school to be half wrong all the time. Yeah. 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 Okay. And you are mostly right, Kate. Well, not all the time, but yeah, for that all one I right. was. Making was good. progress. Hey, my question to you is, I always ask a quick little question of you guys. You're in this classroom, you've been in the K-12 system, you've chosen this space to come mm-hmm. from your high schools and come here. In your case, you're post-secondary, you've yeah. come from another space. My question is, you've been in classrooms, you've seen what they are, and you're in this space right now. What are the best classrooms? What would be a great classroom for a high school student, based on what you're learning and where you're getting your best sense of who you are and how you connect to yourself? What do you
2: think? I think when it's, like, a class, like, I feel like our class, a lot of people, we have a lot of the same lakes and stuff, like, we all, a lot of the things, like, I feel like when you're in a normal high school, you're more, uh, you know, there's a whole bunch of kids, a whole bunch of different uh, types of students, so they're not all going to click, but in this one, it's more, like, we're all kind of on the same level, it's a little easier to, more of a closer group, I'd say,
0: so. So it's fun to, tr- fun to find a tribe yeah. that yeah. all has the same interests? Mm-hmm.
2: Not like, yeah, not like, yeah, they're not all the exact same, but it's... You know, you can all it's you get along well, and it's it's
0: easier than normal high school yeah. for sure. It's an awesome. One. What do you think, Caitlin?
1: Yeah, I feel like maybe high school should have more electives that, um, like apply to more kids. Like I know, like my high school has like an art class, but like I'm not an art person. If they had like a, because in middle school they had multimedia, which was like kind of like film and. Photography and stuff, so that was down my alley. That was perfect, but my high school didn't. So I feel like it would have been really nice if my high school had something like that, or like, I don't know. They have like pretty much every elective except, like, except film what and you stuff. want. Yeah, so except that's why this is perfect.
0: So, right on. Mm-hmm. Those are good. You know what? Well, I'm, I'm glad you're in the program. I'm glad you're part of my team. And I'm glad how strong you're getting when it comes to expressing yourself and thinking about the future. Mm-hmm. and wondering I'll ask you these questions all the time where do you think you want to go where do you think this leads what sticks to you what gravitates to you because those are the important questions in your life as you move forward right mm-hmm. and you can only get them by going inside out because you can see things out there but it's got to matter to you inside yeah so I like that you're beginning you've actually made the choice and when students make choices when you exercise your agency and you make choices and you use your voice something good happens mm-hmm. I'm proud of you too always always be proud of you Anyway, we have a great guest today. And again, we had uh, Chelsea. Chelsea Chelsea, last week. Do you remember her? She was an elite yeah. curler. She's a Canadian champion. Mm-hmm. She was four. Boy, she did that twice. And that was amazing. So we got the inside of an elite athlete. I brought another elite athlete to the table here Sydney Booker. And she's been a five year volleyball player. U of M and she's had all kinds of accolades playing volleyball Sydney is also participating in our applied business management program as a teacher candidate hi Sydney how are you
3: I'm great how are you
0: all right and that's where you have a voice like Caitlin so you're gonna have to speak <laughs> yeah. closer to that mic yeah Sydney. I like it so you are a volleyball player you were spent your whole life you're from Dakota Collegiate too
3: Lancer for life.
0: Lancer for life, is that kind of a shackle or is that something um, really proud of? <laughs> <laughs> One Lancer. of the
3: teachers kept saying it on the announcements. And oh, Mr. Scott. Mr. Scott, <laughs> yeah, and then just sort of became a whole thing for my four years of high school and we all said Lancer for life at grad and yeah.
0: You know what, that's a great line too and it connects you to your school. Actually, when you, you have lines like that, like sometimes politicians have crazy lines, but when you have lines that are heartfelt and build your community in the best ways. The Lancer for Life builds that, doesn't it?
3: Yeah, and then I even like started saying that with like, the bison's too, like, once a bison, always a bison. So it just kind of like fits, it's very similar.
0: So you're a 2015 Dakota Collegiate grad. You're in Real School Division, proud alumna. That's fantastic. So you're walking down the hallways at Dakota Collegiate. What kinds of things are going through your head? What kinds of decisions are you making in Dakota Collegiate in grade 11 and 12?
3: Well, I will admit I was a little distracted by the hallway color. Did not like that.
0: What what, what were the colors? Are they black? Um, Black and blue or something? No, like,
3: not a yellow, but like brown yellow. Like just not attractive, not aesthetically pleasing.
0: Did you ever bring that to the administration's attention?
3: No, I was too shy. Okay. But if they're listening, I hope you've changed. <laughs> Change the color. <laughs> all
0: right. Well, that's that whole Lancer for Life thing. Yeah. That's also the ugly color in the wall of being a Lancer for Life. So, what's going oh, through yeah. your head there? I like that. That's mm-hmm. kind of cute. Uh, what is going on in your head? You're playing every sport. We talked yesterday. Yeah. All the sports you're playing. What kind of sport? Sports is priority.
3: Yeah, it was always number one growing up. Like, I, you know, I followed in my sister's footsteps. Like, she was always. A, role model to me and she played a whole bunch of sports and i wanted to try like all these sports when I went to high school. So of course there was volleyball, basketball until grade 10, um, field hockey, handball, track, cross country. Those were the big ones for me. Um,
0: so you had a few of these going on at the same time because they oh, overlap all the time, right? All the time. So like, the coach is always upset because I coached some decent basketball at River East Collegiate. Yeah, and we'd be always upset with the football team and yeah. the basketball team that went overlap. So how how did you manage that?
3: Um, honestly, sometimes I had to prioritize some sports over others. So like, I loved field hockey when I was playing back in high school, but that always interfered with handball. So I'd be like, hey, like my my heart's with field hockey right now, so I'm just gonna you know show up to handball late and like they're okay with that like they understand um but yeah I think like communication was always very very important with my coaches and it still is like today with like everyone that you meet like if you're going to be late for something always communicate we talk about this in our business management class too like you know if you have an appointment or anything if you can't complete anything just let us know and we'll try to be accommodating so I really learned that like from playing sports and that came. So from. there must
0: have been a dozen or so of you in your case, right? Playing um, everything. Yeah. And so everyone was scrambling to get work done. So while you're doing that, that's taking up your nights because sports are taking up your nights. You're playing. Yeah. so You never have. How did you eat dinner? And did your parents accommodate? Um, Were your parents sports people?
3: Yeah, my parents. Well, my dad was a big sports person. He played that uh, baseball down in the states at Mayville State. Um, for, I think, four years, and then coached at UND for a little bit. Still involved with baseball in Manitoba to this day. My mom, uh, she only really figure skated, but she was really into that. And then when me and my sister were growing up, yeah, my mom was at every event. She was always cheering. She was brought cowbells, tambourines. Yeah, so she was really into watching
0: us play. And it's funny, we talked about that yesterday. You said your mom would bring all these cowbells, loud noisemakers, right? And you always could phase it out because you were into your game. And then when she wasn't there, yeah. you, you couldn't phase it out. Where is she? Yeah. What's that going was... on? Where's the cowbell? Mm-hmm. Did that almost distract you when she wasn't there?
3: Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> yeah.
0: Isn't that crazy? That's mm-hmm. the exact opposite you'd think, right? All these all this noisy stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. you're also scoring very well in your academic portions, right? So you're keeping up your, your marks. What's it like doing that? Keeping up with all your marks, traveling constantly, because these sports are taking you away, sometimes out of province. Some of these tournaments are out of province in Dakota, right? because you're, you're playing some Western Canadian championships and some big events, right? So how are you keeping up with your academics and how are teachers with you? And the type of athlete that is in your situation there? Because Dakota is known as, I would say, a sports school in the division. Yes. So. Oh, yeah.
3: Um, so I actually mostly traveled with club volleyball. So that would take place from like January up until May. And yeah, we would do like lots of out-of-town tournaments. So sometimes we would go to the States. We would go to Brandon, Best of the West, and Calgary. That mm-hmm. was one that we did every year. And then Nationals. Um, But yeah, there was like a lot of pressure on getting all my schoolwork done, missing all these classes, trying to keep up and grades for me, I, they really did affect like who I was. Like I thought I couldn't be successful if I didn't have that 95% average. And yeah, that did help me in some ways to be very driven, very, very motivated But it also took away parts of my life. Like, there's things that, you know, I didn't have a lot of friends in high school. I got along with a lot of people, but did I actually hang out with anyone after school? No, because I was studying. I was racing off to all these different sports. Um, That's, like, something that, like, I'll always consider. Like, maybe if I hadn't done all these sports, maybe if I realized that my worth wasn't from a grade, I'd probably have a different experience.
0: Wow, that's pretty powerful. So you were chasing those marks, right? And a lot of kids do. And that's the system. The only way you're getting to the U of M and to get quick direct access to some... you get direct access? You went to ask school, right? Yeah, direct so I access? actually...
3: I was torn because I didn't know if I wanted to go into business or engineering. And then I ended up choosing business because... It had the actuarial math program, which, and I loved math growing up. I just, it was like a puzzle to me, it just clicked. So that was something I was really drawn to, but a lot of people were saying, oh, STEM, okay, engineering, we need females in engineering. So I considered that, but when I was choosing my classes for U of M, I looked at my volleyball schedule and most of the engineering classes interfered with volleyball. And just based on who I was, I was like, no, I have to be at every practice and make it to every class.
0: So oh, I Well, And the they business. demand that on inter, in, inter-scholastic sports, sports though at the university. They demand that, don't they?
3: Yeah, well, student comes first and then athlete. But you need. But not
0: really, right? If you actually missed a practice hair. or two, come on.
3: Yeah, you're allowed to miss a practice or okay. a couple. Um, But yeah, you do need to maintain a certain average in order to be eligible to play. So I kind of took that to the extreme. I'm like, okay, need a certain average? Okay, I need the best average. And I've always been competing with myself. It wasn't really necessarily against anyone else. It was just more... Again, I I feel like my worth was tied to my grade, which is not healthy.
0: Yeah, and if your worth is tied to external items like a grade or an achievement or making the team you're carrying that and you can get through when you're busy right but in moments when you're not so busy how are you feeling like, does it come back and go what am I doing
3: definitely so our season at U of M is pretty long we'd start training end of August sometimes up until March depending if we made playoffs and then like as soon as that was over, and I was just focused on school, like I had sort of developed like an anxiety, I guess, like I was just,
0: yeah,
3: like kind of shaking, like, I don't know what to do next. Like, what, what am I supposed to do?
0: What do you do with your time?
3: And well, now I've learned to just,
0: you're the calmest person I've ever met. Like, (laughs) this is amazing to me that you went through this. So people didn't see this in you either, right? No. So, but you were going through some of this struggle, yeah, and, and some of the pain. Big struggle. So, how did you, how did you ever, kind of figure out what's the best path for me forward? Because you finished your five-year program at the U of M. You're an all-star. You worked hard. You're 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 a decorated athlete. Yeah. What 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 kind of decorations did you get?
3: Um. So, in my first year, I was sorry. I have to remember. It's actually been a while now. But yeah, I was named to the Canada West All Rookie Team, and then U of M by a uh, yeah Bison Female Rookie of the Year, um, and then I was five time Academic All Canadian. So all my years of university, I maintained a three point five GPA. Um, so that took a lot of time and effort. And, and then and in my last year, and when you're
0: driving toward that stuff you feel like you're kind of okay as you pursue these external things like and you're you can kind of maintain this sense of kind of equilibrium and survive when you're driving toward it
3: i i was in like a fight and flight kind of mode throughout yes. my whole 5 years like i there was never a time where i actually was able to sit back and focus on who i was as a person because i was tied up in all these endeavors so I volunteered a lot too through the Bisons that took up you know like a few hours a week practice every day that commitment is over three hours a day and school you yeah it was really hard to kind of focus on who I
0: was and, and it's not like you're doing um, no disrespect to the psychology guys, the psychology courses you're doing actuarial math Yes. <laughs> so was this some of the that's some of the hardest math I can imagine? Yeah, it's so how did that go? Like you, you thought I want to do actuarial I want to do actuarial. Yeah. So once you get into it, what happens?
3: Um you're head deep in work basically and you're always studying, but I feel like my actuarial journey, so I first heard of that profession when I was in grade ten, I think, and you know, A lot of times, people say in order to be successful, you need to be wealthy, and I don't necessarily think that's true, but again, when I was younger, that's what, you know, I kind of thought the idea of success was, so that's sort of why I want to pursue actuarial, and plus I loved math, and everyone said, oh, if you like math, yeah, go ahead, do actuary, become an actuary. So that was always in the back of my mind, like when I first started university. And then, yeah, once I got into it, I realized how much time and effort it was. And I always just kind of knew that that didn't really match my personality. I knew that I wanted balance. I just didn't know how to find that balance in my life between work and you know, hobbies, personal interests.
0: See, this is amazing Sydney because you're doing well, you're all Canadian, you're academic all Canadian, you're getting accolades, people are tapping you in the shoulder saying way to go, way to go all the time, right? And you're, and you're an all-star, are you a setter? Setter, yeah. So that's the key place, that's the key player on the team in my brain. You are, you are the architect out there of how everything moves kind of, right?
3: Yeah, basically okay. the quarterback.
0: The quarterback, exactly right. So I used architect. I guess quarterback. Okay. Um, you guys both know what a quarterback is? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but underneath, inside, you're feeling uh,
3: like a tornado.
0: Oh my gosh.
3: Yeah.
0: What a, what,
3: Sorry, what, I don't need to like. <laughs> no, no, that's right on.
0: But that's right on. So this is churning inside of you. Yeah. It's bugging you. On the outside, everybody thinks, I want to be like Sydney. What a life. What she's doing, and she's striving toward a great career, a wealthy career, a career that will never, in which she'll never want. Inside, explain the tornado piece.
3: Well, it was like so many different emotions. There was other people who were like influencing me. You know, some instructors, my teammates, coaches, friends, saying, "Wow, like." You've accomplished, like, so much. But, like, on the inside, it's like, but have I really accomplished that much? Like, I don't feel like I'm closer towards my end goal. And it's like, I don't even know what my end goal is because I'm not that happy right now.
0: That's amazing because how many people do you think are in your boat of, it looks like they are just, they're just, they're nailing it, they're crushing it, but inside... You think there's a lot of people out there like that?
3: I think a lot of people, almost everyone, has some sort of struggle, and yeah. it can be on different scales, different levels. But I think it's really important that we acknowledge that right. everyone has their own story. Everyone faces yes. their own challenges.
0: Yes. So you're searching for purpose. Then.
3: I was. There's yeah. a
0: great, there's a great line from a poem. I, 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 I always use. It's. It, it, it's um, the bottom of my signature I'm digging for meaning but haunted by purpose I think it's such a great yeah so what what have you discovered about yourself since that you must it must have been a letdown for you after it all ended and then you have to go just go make your way as a person in society right
3: um yeah well I actually ended 2020 like three weeks before you know covid shut down everything so for me like that was the perfect timing like i was i wasn't forced to do anything i could just like be i could just exist and i really found peace in that just you know trying to be able to live my life despite not actually being allowed to go out um but yeah, during that time, I was studying for my uh, financial math exam for Society of Actuaries. That would be my first actuarial exam, and yeah, like that helped like the studying. But then I just felt kind of stagnant, almost like I was just stuck in the same position, and I just knew. without all the accolades
0: now, right? Yeah, like, without all the people, and then it was like, what am shoulder? I
3: doing? So I I had that thought for over a year. Like, what am I doing? Like, is this really worth it? Like, you know, I kind of... I like hanging around people. I know, like, being an actuary, you're more heading to work. You're studying until you get your designation, which can be lots of years, lots of exams. And is that the life that I want to live? Do I want to be this forever student and I feel like we are always students we're always learning Um, but do I want to be that type of student or do I want to be someone who can go out and experience the world can help others find their path and I've always coached a lot too and I just felt so fulfilled coaching seeing kids you know want to try hard trying to make their way in the world and I just want to be that person to support them so that's sort of how I found my way into teaching and I saw this program at Red River and nice. yeah I was like yeah this is for me
0: Did some of that you must have done the mini U, right oh, some of yeah. those camps right because yes. I remember I took my kids to them many times and they were all bisons when I took them to the yeah. bison space did that connect with you a lot did that help actually drop a seed in you that you thought you didn't know it was there
3: yeah Um
0: you guys know what so, the mini camps are? I'm just curious. Yeah. Did you ever go to one?
3: I did for like,
1: like not for the camp, but like my friend brought me for a day.
0: Okay. Did you ever yeah. go to these camps? No, no. Well, they're expensive I- camps. Like, like honestly, like two, three hundred bucks if you want to spend oh, a week there, right? Yeah. So, so sometimes, um, I sent my kids to it, but I knew it killed me that month because I needed a thousand dollars to send my kids to these oh. camps. But mm-hmm. they're great camps because they fall in love with you guys, young people who are older, but not like mom and dad a little bit, you know what I mean? And they just, what was that like? Talk about those camps.
3: Um, so yeah, like we were actually called leaders. So not really camp counselors, yeah. but leaders, the Z leader, group leader, uh, classroom leader. And I just feel like that term leader, that really stuck with me i wanted to be a leader i wanted people to you know look up to me and you know i don't think i have an ego but it just felt good you know being a good person so that really kind of helped guide me in my education journey it's like yeah i like being um someone where people can seek help from but um yeah actually funny story so when i was you know, working at MiniU, I, as much as, like, sometimes I dreaded, like, the days, like, waking up, I know, like, this full schedule, I, I loved it at the end. And I feel like maybe that's why I kind of, like, oh, brushed off, like, my education, like, I'm not getting my B yet, I mean, um, for a while and not, like, really switching career paths or education paths, I guess. Um, but, yeah, I just kept, like, you know, thinking my time at like Astor School of Business, like, okay, like I, I don't like this, but I like, I like being around youth. I like making sure they're happy. I make, like, when they learn things, I, you know, I like being that mini you leader. Even though everything has its struggles at some points, but yes, yes, yeah.
0: Well, but you finished Astor, right? I did finish Astor, and you finished probably as. Honors Asper, right? Uh, yes. Something, something like, like, like that. Yeah, <laughs> she's always. I mean, you're you're reluctant to talk about your achievements, but I want to say they're great achievements. Thank you. And you should be proud of yourself for the achievements. Just get in them. There's other turmoils, and, and I totally appreciate them. So you finished the Asper. Yes. And you, you mentioned that I don't really like some of the Asper stuff I'm doing. Yeah. But you're in the applied business management program here, in inter- yeah. as a teacher candidate right now. Yeah. So. Was there always a seed of Asper in you, this business side to you that you liked, or now you're combining it with the right piece?
3: I think Asper, because I never took any business classes when I was in high school. Yes. So that part, just like learning about like the different structures, marketing, accounting, finance. What's
0: your your favorite Asper course? Like, do you like promotions, marketing? Do you like
3: I? So I almost majored in three. different areas so actuarial was one finance was one and marketing was one I will say I did not like accounting um (laughs) just I don't know didn't really speak with me I guess but yeah I actually the more I grow up I guess the more I have like I don't know I don't know how to describe it but I guess I just continue to like marketing more and more and like just being able to be creative and how I reach people, um, I think that's something that's really speaks to me. But to go back to your question, um, yeah, I just think, like, Asper kind of taught me a little bit more about life than other programs would have. So, like, there's a the whole networking piece, okay? You yes, need networking yes. in every profession, everywhere you go and then just like understanding how businesses actually worked like i just thought that was super cool and i think more youth need to learn about that because you are going to you know probably get a job somewhere you are going to need to know how these structures work and that's why i think i really like teaching uh, business because that's something that i believe in but it you know in dakota
0: when you went to dakota yeah. How were the business students perceived versus um, your group?
3: So. Just
0: and be honest about it. I, usually that was the non-academic type or non academic type, like non STEM. And when we say STEM, we mean science, technology, engineering, and math types, right? Yeah. And the world is run with. A lot of the world is run now by STEM graduates. You know what I'm talking about? Like IT and engineers and, and uh, information technology types, right? So yeah, sure. here's the space. Here's the irony. Of this you're in a space now, where in high school, this wasn't even in the in the in your in your vision. I'm not taking a business class. I'm not taking a oh, promotions no. class. Oh
3: no, yeah, like they looked fun. There's like small business, entrepreneurship, accounting. I mean, besides accounting, I you know would not have taken that. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just more kind of non-academic. Okay, like probably less work maybe like an easy pass and again like i'm competing with myself i want to challenge myself i want to push myself like you're choosing to the, limits. the struggle all the time right? i you're yeah that's pain. exactly like i always chose the struggle and i realized like why i'm not happy but like you know i also took like lots of the, or all the science courses because everyone said oh you better take this to open up your doors and it's like well is that what the common goes I- line?
0: yeah exactly is that the common line from guidance yeah. counselors? That- i've seen it time and time again you got to keep those doors open
3: yeah and it's like but what doors are they because i don't mm. i don't know and like i just so the whole like career
0: piece is, is not happening at dakota yeah either. there was like no... that piece and that's not an that's not like a a, a a disparage of dakota or any of the high schools it's just they're busy getting you your 30 credits and getting you out the door yeah. has anyone from dakota ever asked how you're doing since you left
3: um a few coaches I've couple teachers who I was close with,
0: but the, the tight ones that you work some time yeah. with, right? Which is kinda of cool. And and I, I hope you keep in touch with them because I guarantee they're interested in your story.
1: Yeah.
0: And where you're going. And and they've got a fond feeling for you. So would you recommend that every high school to high school student get a little dose of business now that I you've so. <laughs> lived a bit of that life and yeah. been in and out.
3: Yeah, I think like general business I'm not actually sure if that's a course but I feel like every high school student should know that piece because I also helps in your career development too okay like this is how some structures are in some businesses you can learn about smaller businesses larger businesses the nonprofits, businesses, non-profits. Um, there's opportunity out there and I just think that and all of
0: the professional associations right like like yeah. the Chambers of Commerce yeah and, and uh, some of these uh, think tanks out there, the Conference Board of Canada, things that I get into a bit, um, that are, are so interesting in helping to shape what the world looks like. Yeah, I, I I think it's so cool. So you'd recommend, it's pretty cool, you'd actually recommend kids get a dose of business. Did you take any business, Caden?
2: No, uh, actually, no, I didn't. I was thinking about it. There was this class, it was, like, it was like computer science. It was a bit of financing stuff, but it wasn't, I never went into it um, but well, I, I, I do, I do agree that it's yeah I mean it, it's like it's a good thing to know because it's like when in life you're gonna have to eventually like manage just money type type of stuff so I mean like well and everything's a business yeah like a everything
0: business. you're gonna work for yeah is a business yeah and has to, has to have a balance sheet yeah. and has to uh, have an account Like mm-hmm. they have to
2: yeah buying houses and all that it's all yeah, yeah it's all
0: the, the irony in high school is a lot of kids don't take those programs they are the skills that will allow you to survive and make your way in mm-hmm. post high school life. They just yeah. will. Accounting. Everyone should take accounting to my brain. Yeah. Don't you agree? Even a rudimentary yeah. accounting.
3: Yeah, like accounting or finance. Um, very similar. But yeah, to understand like where the money goes mm-hmm. and where it comes from, accounting for sure.
0: Yeah, and and, and it's, it's just a way to get you smarter in everything you do. Like, Caitlin, you talked about at the beginning, uh, video editing. Yeah. Video editing is almost becoming as important as accounting to a company about how they present themselves in a a marketing or promotional kind of way, but also as a brand, right? How do we do that? So you're getting into a space that's very good, Mm -hmm. but we will always need an accountant. The the ubiquitous piece is every company needs an accountant. Yeah. And that's the smallest class in most high schools, which makes no sense. People are taking pre-calc. Instead of accounting, which is all good because it leads, it opens doors, and it's a hoop you have to go through to go to places. And Asper wants you to take calculus, uh, pre-cal, yeah. linear algebra, and calculus, isn't it?
3: Yeah, I don't, I can't remember if they changed the requirements, but I um, still think it was for calculus. sure calculus, yes. and then depending if you're majoring in finance, you would, or and actuarial, you would need that linear algebra and vector geometry.
0: Vector geometry.
3: Class. It's like linear algebra and vector geometry. It's yes. one class. Yes,
0: yes. Yeah, I'm just getting a pain in, in my stomach just thinking about those courses. Anyway. That was
3: also my favorite class in university. Your favorite <laughs> class, yes. university. It's linear algebra
0: and vector geometry. I
3: also. Oh, well, that's the
0: end of this. Anyway, go keep it. I, what is it? I do have a question.
1: I'm going to bring it back to sports for a minute because whenever like people talk about having like playing a bunch of sports, I'm always curious, like what made volleyball stand out to you more like what made you want to choose that over the others
3: um well my easy answer is because I was good at it <laughs> Makes sense. but yeah. um I think it was actually from my sister because mm-hmm. when she was in grade nine I was in grade six so I would always just watch her practices and then eventually uh one of the coaches Cornell I great guy great coach he saw me he's like well, you're not just going to sit there like you're going to practice. Mm-hmm. So he got me practicing up against the wall, setting for two hours every day, nonstop. While well, well, your sister and was
0: having a real practice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, great. Like,
3: yeah, and I just—I don't know. Maybe I just fell in love with like the work that mm-hmm. we did and like the sport itself. It's so interesting because like if you take like girls' sport versus like the boys' sport, yeah. volleyball, I mean just different game and i mm-hmm. there's so many different like strategies involved and different techniques <clears throat> did, you ever, thought, did
2: you ever try any other sports like just a that you thought you might kind of be getting into but you just um, or is it always volleyball
3: well yeah i played like a lot of sports in high school but most of them were just for fun yeah. um i you know i really liked basketball until i got a concussion in grade 10 oh. and then um Yeah, then at that point, everyone got way taller than me, and I was like, I don't like the physicality of it anymore. So, yeah, volleyball was just very neat, tidy, and intense in its own way.
2: Do you ever get hurt in volleyball? That could be kind of rough, I'd say. Volleyball, I see them.
3: Oh, like diving all over the place. Yeah, I've run into a few bleachers. Yeah, yeah, you've been
0: pretty bruised (laughs) up like that a few times.
3: Oh, yeah, there's, like, I have pictures of, like, big on hmm. my body and so what does it take then
0: that's a good question um caitlin and caitlin good thinking there um what does it take to become elite at that level like there's a point where you're good right there's a lot of players who are good and you must look at them sometime and wonder you could be so good what turns them into the elite player
3: that's a really good question um Definitely, like, you have to have some of the
0: talent, too, right? Yeah. There has to be some of that athleticism. Yeah. Yes, you agree? You yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But what turns you now into that player? The guy who's in it's... the AHL playing hockey, what keeps him from the NHL? What's the piece? In, in your experience?
3: You know, yeah, from my experience and, like, in my own personal opinion, it's it's the want. You know, it's mm-hmm. – and, like, the want comes from – Experience too it's like you you can be satisfied with how you play just being good but if you want that mm-hmm. and I'm emphasizing the want
0: yeah
3: because um, everyone wants to be but what does the want look
0: like then when it, it comes to practice what does it look like
3: it's being an everydayer um, my coach at university Ken told me this uh, he he described me as an everydayer, uh, just someone who shows up day in, day out, no matter what, good mood, bad mood, just laying it on the floor or the ice or the court, whatever sport you choose, and giving it your all.
0: So practice, did you work hard in practice or in a game?
3: I think you have to work hard in practice in order to work hard in a game. Yes. So
0: Yes. there's well, a... That's pretty interesting. Did you, were you the last to leave? Were you the first to come? Were you putting more time in?
3: I was always the first uh, there in our team room getting ready. And the last one to leave the gym.
0: Yeah. See, those are the little pieces. Think of all that. Let's say you're putting an extra 20 minutes in every practice. 10 before, 10 after. Yeah. Multiply that by the amount of 20 minutes and then you're every, spending every day, day. Every day over the four seasons before you become the fifty or center or whatever, yeah. wherever you're at. That's an amazing amount of time. I think that time, sometimes some people just don't make it because it, there may not be a talent. But I've seen some players, um, when I watch some hockey players, for example, how did this guy make it? Like, how did, how did this guy, it's just, the talent isn't there like this other player, I like your comment. It's about the want. I want it more than you. Mm -hmm. I'm not as talented as you, but I want more. That's pretty cool. Hey, what would you say, Sydney? You're sitting to a group of grade 11 students about making your way in the world, thinking about some of your great accolades, but also some of your pain and your struggle and finding your way. What would you recommend to a high school student? If you were to say something to them and go, I got got some wisdom for you I'm going to impart. Just before I leave, here it is.
3: I... I don't know if I heard this enough growing up, but like, it's okay. It's okay if you don't get that 95% average. It's okay if you're a 60% kid. Okay, as long as you have that goal in mind, okay, you will make it. Um, I want to talk about, in my fourth year, I actually was failing a class. And I thought things were not gonna be okay. It was models one for one of my actuarial classes. I was failing it and I was only in three classes at that time. So in order for me to be eligible to play volleyball, I had to maintain those three classes and that certain average. And I said, I couldn't do it. So I dropped it, didn't get the F, but I dropped it. And that, that hurt me so much, but I'm okay right now. Okay? And everyone.
0: I totally if you feel have that. that. I mindset, totally feel that. Like okay. I, you know what? Even, I, I, this sounds stupid, but I remember in junior high, I was a top student. I was an average student. I was a decent student. In junior high, I was a top student at some point. And uh, I failed my first test in junior high. I couldn't even look at my mother. I couldn't, I, I didn't even want to walk home. Like, how? It was a quiz who cares the rest of the guys went out and played tetherball i was sitting off to the side thinking oh my god what have i done like that's crazy you get in your brain sometime how important this is but it's irrelevant
3: yeah there's so many other experiences in life that are way more valuable than maybe a test or a quiz in the classroom Right on. hey right on
1: i do have one more question yeah I know, like, you were saying that, like, school was kind of stressful at times for you and stuff. And I know some people see, like, their sport as, like, an escape from that. Was there a point when the sport became just as stressful for you, or was it an escape, kind of?
3: Um, There was, yeah, there was some times where I actually couldn't escape school. I couldn't leave my thoughts at the door Mm -hmm. when I entered the gym. And then, as a result, like, that turned my sport... Into something stressful,
2: yeah.
3: Um, But yeah, then I I really tried my best to, you know, let let it go. Past be the past, and once you're able to do that, and that took a lot of energy, work, lots of meditation, almost, Mm -hmm. in order to enjoy my sport again. That's a really good question.
0: It is very good. Hey, you know what, Sydney? We're getting to the end of this. We do something. I hope you're ready. You know it for the quick cues.
1: So quick cues is just a bunch of like rapid fire questions. It's like you say the one you prefer out of the two. So are you ready? Yes. Okay. Volleyball or basketball? Volleyball. Favorite social media? Instagram. Cake or pie? Cake. Tea or coffee?
3: Coffee. Wait, dog, oh, tea. <laughs> matcha. Does matcha count? <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. Dogs or cats? Cats. Favorite holiday? My birthday. Shows or movies? Movies apple juice or orange juice orange juice field hockey or basketball field hockey staying in or going out going out and last question what is your favorite podcast this
3: podcast
0: <laughs> okay because if you didn't answer that correctly sydney Can't this agree. is we all wouldn't good for not yeah. yeah we wouldn't be funny about <laughs> anyway sydney what a what an incredible conversation we just had i just thought you opened up about um who you are, what's important to you, what you value what what you value, but really about some of the pain and struggle. You're on the path now. Do you feel like you're on a good path?
3: I feel like I can see the light like at the end of the tunnel and right I'm on. almost there.
0: And and, and I, I, I can see you when I when I watch you in class a bit and when I connect to you. There's a calmness I never would have pictured some of that pain you're talking about because you have such a calmness and such a pleasant demeanor. You know but that's that's a tribute to you but I think that's you coming into this space over time as well I think it's coming more naturally than this mm-hmm. facade yes
3: yeah like I I think I've always just been kind of calm yes or shown that but I never yes. felt that and then now these past couple of years it's like I'm wow. I know, I'm kind of like showing like my outward appearance yes. Inward. Yes. like I feel more calm now yes
0: and you know what I think it's some students, We'll be listening to your story, and I think I think they're going to be inspired by what you said. So I really appreciate you being here. Thank you. And thank you to our co-hosts. Thanks for talking. Yes, thanks for your contribution. Thanks to our producers in there, Phoenix and Geneva, who are making sure this thing runs properly. And ladies and gentlemen, friends and relatives, that's it for another edition of Adventures in Careerland.